0: Season two of Queer Intentions.
1: We are launching our new season of the podcast called The Everyday Queer. We are
0: slamming on the refresh button right now. And really, we took this month to put the work in and talk to people that we haven't heard from, that we've been curious about, different people in the communities. They're smart beautiful, kind, vulnerable conversations that are super, super thought-provoking. I know we have just so enjoyed these conversations and we cannot wait to share them with you guys.
1: You know, hopefully, hopefully this evolution of Queer Intentions uh, will, you know, continue to get better as, as we, you know, go through this. And we really, really appreciate everyone sort of staying along for the ride with us and hopefully, you know, joining us in this next chapter in season two, as we're calling it, of, of Queer Intentions.
0: Season two, The Everyday Queer. Should we sign off how we always do? Queer Intentions, queer intentions let's, let's go! go! <laughs> I love that. Most, now that we're back, we took a month off. I think we needed that refresh and we're excited, rejuvenated with everything going on in the country these days. I think...
1: Kind of impossible you know, to feel that way, but...
0: Right. Given a, you know any reason to celebrate now that we're in Pride Month, like what conversations did you have and were you most excited about and how have they impacted you so far?
1: Yeah, I I've just been really excited to talk to a bunch of people that I thought I knew really well. And like, I'm like literally learning so many new things just about these people that some of which are very, very close friends of mine. And it's just been weird. Like, oh, wow, I had no idea. Like, you know, a good girlfriend of mine who, you know, came out being in a relationship recently and, or in the last couple of years, and no one had any idea that she was ever into women. And, you know, she gave a, an amazing account of kind of how that happened and, and how it's continued to blossom from there. And it's one of those things where like, you never know someone unless, you know, you, you let them tell their experience. And that's really been, I think the the underlying theme here for, for how our conversations have been going. What about you?
0: Yeah, I think, um, being in Southern California, there's been a lot of perspectives and stories I've been curious about, but didn't really know how to educate myself. There's only so much you can read beyond wanting to hear that first person account. And I just wanted to learn more about one religion, honestly, that's like personal to me. Um, people aren't very like religious out here as far as my friends, especially in the queer community. But as we all know, the queer community has been so burned by religion that I wanted to talk to someone who still had faith and still identified as a Christian queer woman and was in love with a woman and how she reconciled that. And kind of that whole debate of, I can love you like friends and family can love you, but hate the sin or whatever and I have been struggling with that personally and trying to decide where I draw the line and so to have that conversation with someone who's so educated and going to be a lawyer and you can tell like they're just very smart and still has their faith it was that was probably the most impactful for me and I'm so excited to share and just give people something more to chew on regarding that because I think sometimes that conversation feels very dull and repetitive but this has a new spin.
1: Yeah. The, the religious, the religious theme was something that kind of, you know, seeped through into, I think all the conversations that I had too, because it's, it's funny how so many of us have that in common from an upbringing perspective. And then obviously like everyone's a little bit different, you know, from there. And like, for me, like I got to kind of shed that earlier on, thankfully, because my parents gave me a choice, but for a lot of people, like a few that I, that I interviewed for this, like they did not have a choice and sort of still are held to that standard by their families. And that's really, really difficult to navigate. I've thankfully been lucky to not have to worry about that.
0: Right. And just cultures, like family as a culture, religion as a culture, race as a culture. I just think there are all of these sub communities in each individual. Right. And it's kind of There's different perspectives and how you're perceived, whether you're queer or non-binary or, you know, BIPOC an immigrant, anything. It's like all of that brings its own nuances that I know you and I have always talked about our privilege, but it's just still interesting to hear other people share their privileges or lack of privileges in those spaces, just on the fact that they identify as queer. So that's the one common thread, which I love. I love the queer thread, but there's so much more.
1: On a on a little funnier note too, I uh, I, I had a great conversation that um, ended up devolving, for lack of a better word, into a time where um, this guy, uh, who I, I won't give it all away, but this guy was watching porn upstairs in his house, and his sister walked in, and he like was able to explain it away as that he was watching like you know, straight porn basically and, and not gay porn back when he was in high school. And, you know, somehow it didn't really come up again until he ultimately came out to his sister. And it's just funny how some of those situations, like, I think it it reminded me of situations looking back where like something was probably pretty obvious and, you know, I was just sort of naive that it wasn't. And
0: yeah, yeah. People see what they want to see. Right. I, I feel like I saw that in a lot of my conversations as well as of people, even a lot of people were telling me they're coming out stories and saying, but my family or my friends were telling me about me. Like they were saying like, are you sure? And like, have you really thought about this? And that's just wild, you know, of especially uh, uh, where we are now, like twenties, you know, et cetera. I, I mean, I think anyone can decide their sexuality at any age, but yeah and then also I thought what was what's really interesting not even I wouldn't even say it's a trend but just something that's you know getting a little bit off the ground is that like there are no labels like there is no identification people don't want to like I know I was talking before about some famous reality stars that are getting involved with openly out you know queer rock stars and I think the idea that that's normalizing this, and that it, it Chris, is just the Christelle
1: Staus, what's up? Christelle
0: Staus, <laughs> Becca Tilly, Shut like up. <laughs> all these people who are like, I've never felt this way before. I don't identify with this long-standing, I've been gay my whole life conversation. And I think those have their own nuances, and that's interesting. And I think that's great. I mean, more visibility, the better. So that's why we do this. You know,
1: one of the one of the other things I think that'll be an interesting. Um, conversation to tackle too is, you know, being in an active open relationship or not open relationship, sorry, open being like open to, you know, your friends and, and, in kind of your social circles, but still not being out to your, to your parents, even though it's something that's been going on for a long time that the average person looking at would know what's going on. But families or parents, like, see what they want to see and, you know, are just sort of kind of blind to things happening right in front of them.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And I was reading Roxanne Gay, who's.
1: I um, love Roxanne Gay. I know. It, the interview that I just mentioned, Roxanne Gay yeah. comes up in our interview. So. Stuff. She's yes. freaking everywhere. She's um, amazing.
0: I know, but I just recently one read, read one of her books, and she was saying, like, she wants to be understood by her family. That's something that, like, she's always desired. But, and, And her sexuality has changed and like, that's hard for them to understand. And even when she first came out and even just telling them about like her trauma, I think all of that is a part of the bigger, like, I want to be understood. That's why I feel like the queers initially created this, like choosing your family because the queers were outcasts. Right. And like their families abandoned them for this very reason, like back in the day and even now, and then to be like, I actually do want my parents to understand. I want them to know me. And that's part of that is being queer or whatever. I think that's, I think that's wild, that dichotomy of you having to be with your friends who understand and get it. And you can like voice all your things and talk about sex or whatever. And then to your parents, it's like, careful with the pronouns. Like, that's a crazy way to live, you know? And like, I I was kind of like that for a little bit, but that it just got too, it's too much work, you know? So
1: that reminds me of this weekend, my mom was actually in town with my aunt, who is a podcast listener. So shout um. out to my aunt, Suzanne, uh, for being a <laughs> podcast listener here. And we were having dinner uh, out at a, a restaurant on Friday with a couple of my best guy friends and then my boyfriend and my mom and my aunt. And we had a um, this wonderful lesbian labor organizing, burlesque directing like waitress. And she was the one of the most incredible people uh, that that I've like ever kind of randomly met. And there were moments where like gay sex jokes were made about me, like I myself made them, like poking fun at myself in front of my mom. And I was like, wow, like I think I've like come a really long way. And, yes. but, but, but at the same, like it was one of those things where like when you're around people that are like in your chosen family, like to me that has helped like, my family become more like what I thought my family was supposed to be. Mm. And, you know, like two of my closest, closest straight guy friends were with us, but my boyfriend was there too. And like that whole like kind of scenario just really made me feel like myself, even though I was with family that I typically wasn't normally my whole self with.
0: Right. And some of my friends are kind of going through this right now where because they're freshly out in a sense, maybe the last year or so, they'll want to talk about their queer experience, whatever. And parents or family, they just don't know how to respond. But the lack of response is also a response. You know what I mean? So they'll just kind of stay silent and how hurtful that is. Um, One of my people who we had on the pod, I love the way she said this. She said, I want to fight again, I want some kind of dialogue, you know, I want there to be some, like something tension there for us to like wrestle with and have these conversations. But for my, it's for her mom. She's like, it's, it's like placid water. Like there's nothing to even, you know, argue against or or dialogue with. with." Yeah. And that was just such a beautiful picture to me. Cause I was like, yeah, that's kind of like one of the worst case scenarios, you know, of just being like, Oh, it's, it is what it is. And there's no curiosity from the family or, or anyone. And there's no, that means there's not, it's barely tolerance. You know, I wouldn't even like call it that. And that's not, we're not, we're over the tolerance thing. I'm like, we need acceptance. We need celebration. It should not just be like, we're going to tolerate this type of person, you know? So.
1: Yeah. It's been, it's been extremely inspiring and really, really uplifting regardless of the bullshit that has transpired in an already shitty ass country that we live in over the last month, yeah. um, especially, but it's, it's nice to know that there are like so many just like wonderful people that are willing to talk to us too, that we can have on the pod and share, help share their story and hope that we'll obviously have the chance to continue to share other people's stories and give them a, a platform for that. And that's, oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been really nice i agree i mean every time i've walked away being like (laughs) just smiling like ear to ear like grinning ear to ear just like i can't stop smiling it's made my whole day like every single one of these that i've done like
0: i know i was thinking i was like this is the kind of networking i want to do like this is the kind of like do you know someone who's non-binary in the community that'd be open to talk to me like and do a podcast like just the connection that has grown between like myself and the community of people in different spaces of like really basically strangers on social media, reaching out or recommending someone. It's been incredible. Like I completely agree. I, I know you and I both always say we have no idea what's going to come from this, but what already has come from this podcast and like sharing these stories and giving, making the space has been Honestly, this is giving me I like, hope, even in 2022, when we've got freaking chaos everywhere we look. So I
1: hope this doesn't sound so gushy, but I have to <laughs> say, like I just honestly am like really appreciative of the people that are along for the ride too, because I had a couple people make comments to me early on in May when we, you know, didn't have episodes coming out. And they were like, What am I supposed to do on Monday morning? Like I'm, I'm I i do not have an episode to listen to. Like what? And I I love
0: you.
1: Yeah. uh, Uh, Yeah. And, and like also to Stephanie, I like came out as a podcaster to a coworker recently and it like went over so well. And we had like the most incredible conversation. And, and this, this woman like listened to stuff and like was texting me about it. And just that there's been so many, so many really, really positive developments lately that I can't help but kind of celebrate. And I think that's a perfect kind of, you know, start to to pride month and, you know, being able to feel like we can truly be our our true selves at work even and, yes. you know, obviously outside of work.
0: Yes. 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 Okay, so we're back everyone again every Monday, Queer Intentions Season 2, um the Everyday Queer. Welcome, give us a listen. These are very thought-provoking conversations and with that we'll let you have know. also
1: give give our uh give our uh interviewees and guests uh, a follow on instagram and support them and shout them yes. out because some incredible people and we want to continue the in network or in in community networking uh yes. amongst the queers
0: <laughs> yeah because those are still vulnerable conversations and some are heavier than others so please show them love um we love them and yeah stay tuned